It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six of the time, it is a Wednesday. Over the hump we go, trigger one. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. Kevin yeah, Mary and I were having a little conversation before we started the program here. Now, that is not meant to be about all Daves, just Dave from San Francisco. And not all Daves from San Francisco, just that one that calls us, and he's a real snooty jerk. And likes to tell everybody how San Francisco does everything right. And we here in Wyoming need to follow their lead. So uh, this is not meant to disparage all Daves. There's lots of really great Daves out there who like this program and call this program. So if your name is Dave, do not call the program and complain that we were disparaging people named Dave. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Glad we had this little talk. So according to Cowboy State Daily, they've been on a roll with some great articles here. Wyoming appliance seller says Biden has declared war on dishwashers. Well, of course he has. Why Why not? He's declared war on everything else. So dishwashers today, the story says, have a lot of new features. Let me just pause right there. I wrote this in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. There are certain things. Well, when it comes to technology, I love technology. I love the latest gadgets and technology. But there are some things that should be simple to operate. In fact, most things are. So when it comes to, for example, using a microwave oven, I don't want a whole bunch of buttons. All I'm doing is heating something. I don't need to program the microwave just to heat something for a minute. When it comes to changing the temperature in my house, I just want to grab the knob and turn it to the temperature I want, and we're done. I don't want to program all sorts of stuff to change the temperature in my house. When it comes to a washer and dryer, I don't need all sorts of settings and buttons. I want to throw my clothes in the washer, crank the knob over to, oh yeah, I've got like a medium-sized load. Here, start, done. Okay. Hot or cold water, fine, because some things need to be washed in cold. That's it. That's the only buttons. As far as the dryer is concerned, how many minutes do I need to to you know, dry whatever I have in there? Because, you know, a light load of clothes takes less time than a heavy load of clothes. So I just have what you know, the old-fashioned ones where you turn it to whatever the minutes were. That's all I want. Don't complicate it with all sorts of special features and buttons and so on. Especially when they say, well, we're making your dishwasher eco-friendly. Oh, now I know I'm screwed. All right, dishwashers have a lot of new features. They're quieter. They dispose of hard food easier. They sanitize better. The one thing they haven't improved on, it takes time for the cycle to complete. Federal energy standards have doubled the time it takes for a dishwasher to wash and dry your dishes. Now, hold on. 
to save energy, to save energy, they've doubled the time it takes for the machine's work rather than do it quickly. And that saves energy. Uh -huh. Bruce Getman, general manager, B&B Appliance and TV in Cheyenne, said the new models of dishwashers that comply with federal guidelines still sell, but they are definitely slower. For many, dishwasher regulations have triggered flashbacks to 1992 when President George W. Bush signed the Energy Policy Act, which cut down on the water use of toilets and sparked a rise in low-flow commodes. You know, those to the, the toilets that are supposed to save water, but in order to flush them properly, you got to flush them more than once, which doesn't save water. Yeah, those things. Quote, manufacturers have certain water consumption guidelines the government has set forth, so we cut back on the amount of water that we can use to accomplish the same result. We wash and rinse longer. Well, if you have to do it over a longer period of time, that's not saving water. And the Trump administration attempted to undo some of those standards so people can get dishwashers that run through a cycle in less than an hour. Biden administration reimposed those rules. You know what bothers me? This is That's a quote. Donald Trump said on the campaign trail October 2020, you go into a new hotel or new house and you turn on these faucets and no water comes out. Yeah, low flow things, which by the way, I am one, I'm renting a house and the water flow that I have in there is fine. There's enough pressure. If I owned a place, I would prefer to have stuff that allowed for higher flow, higher pressure in everything that I use. And yes, you can get a hold of those things still. They're out there. And yes, I would go ahead and just replace it in my house. If I had a, if I bought a house that had a low-flow toilet, you better believe one day, magically, a higher-flow toilet would appear. Okay? That because it's my house, and I'm not asking anyone. I'm just doing it. Trump said that while some places have plenty of water. The federal government comes up with a single rule that determines how much water appliances across the country can use. See, it's not up to the marketplace. It's up to the government to decide. The dishwasher had a little problem. You don't get enough water, Trump said. So people use them, uh, you run them like 10 times, so they end up using more water. Now, what he's saying there is true, that there have been times that people, well, not only will you have to flush your low-flow toilet more than once, but there's times people put things in the clothes washer, in the dishwasher, and when it comes out, they look at it and go, hold on, this is not clean. And so they have to put it through again. How is that saving energy? All right. 2018, the story says, Competitive Enterprise Institute, Libertarian Think Tank, petitioned the Department of Energy for a new class of dishwashers with cycles that cycle under an hour and the rules being finalized when Trump gave that campaign speech. Okay, then came the Biden administration. Now, here's one of those things where I say, I want government out of this kind of, re why are we regulating this? Now, some people may say, well, and I understand this argument, there's only so much water and so much energy to use and it's kind of, okay, fine. But at the same time, should government be regulating every little thing or would you rather the market decide? 
How about you let the market decide instead of we have regulators for every little thing? Okay, so the CEI conducted a survey that found that competitive enterprise ensue. 23% of people always had to hand wash their dishes because of the slowness of the dishwasher. 27% often wash by hand, 37% uh, sometimes do. The result of the survey uh, were similar. And by the way, if you're hand washing your dishes, you're using a lot of water, right? The the results were similar with a 2015 residential energy consumption survey. The survey didn't ask why households forgo their appliances, but found that 80 million hot, uh, 80 million have uh, dishwashers. 16 million did not wash their dishes. Okay, so stupid rule. During the rulemaking process, which is, again is bureaucracy making law, the Department of Energy got an earful from thousands of people about their dishwashers. Quote, it's time to make dishwashers that do the job they were meant to do and actually clean their dishes. One woman who identified herself as a mother of four, married, has 13 grandchildren. Her household spends hours every day trying to do dishes. Quote, it's time to wash away this stupid rule, she said. So there's a lawsuit in uh, rescinding the rule, creating a faster class dishwasher, the Department of Education said that it has a statutory obligation to always improve efficiency. And if customers don't like it, they have to take it up with Congress, according to a lawsuit filed by 13 states against the department. So the lawsuit, which includes the washing machine, argues the department's reasoning, <laughs> don't hold water, yeah. Moreover, diminishes cleaning performance, often means that the dishwasher, well, has to be rerun. Something that you knew was the case. You put food, you, you put your dishes in the dishwasher. You did hand wash it beforehand, right? Which you shouldn't have had to do. Then you put it in the dishwasher and you run your dishwasher. You pull it out there, not clean. You got to do it again. This according to a gentleman here uh, in Wyoming that's at an appliance store in Cheyenne who flat out says that, yeah, this Biden administration is declaring war on cleaner dishes. Whenever I get the, I haven't had to in a while, whenever I get the chance, though when I have lived in a place where I put my own appliances in, I did go out looking for the older used appliances. So I could get the kind of performance out of it that I really wanted. Uh, Jim, in, good morning Jim, Jim's in Casper. Low water use toilets need flush twice uh, at a time. Not impressed. I've, I've come across that, yeah. With, with toilets too, but also other appliances where I'm gonna to have to do that again? How, do, how does anyone think it's going to save energy? We're going to make sure that your dishwasher operates at a lower pressure rate and it takes longer to do dishes. And the dishes aren't done, so that has to be run again, maybe more, maybe three times or more. And somehow that saves energy? I mean, I'm not real good at math, but I can figure that. 617, Wake Up Wyoming. It's never boring. Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS.
624 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. So I hadn't really paid a whole... Oh, wait a second. Here's a Dave. As long as those Lofo dishwashers are made in America, who cares? <laughs> I do. <clears throat> but no, i got to be careful. See, that's another Dave. We're ha- Dave. Dave, just so you know, we're not talking about you when we say, unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave. I just want Dave's out there to know there's a lot of Dave's that we really like on this program. It's just that one Dave. Just being very careful about that. But I do care if they're, uh, ma- if they're made in America, they still have to be quality at a decent price. So, you see, I don't buy something just because it's made in America. There's a lot of made in America products that are still junk. It has to be at a good quality. In fact, if you have the made in America label on your product, I expect you to have a quality product with good service at a decent price. If you don't, I'm not doing business with you. I don't care if you're made in America. Made in America should come with a standard of pride as well as good quality standard in the product itself. All right. um, Milo in Fort Danger, what's next hour? Refrigerator set at 68? (laughs) Well, wait a second now. I was about to get on to something else. Um, Let's just just try that. Okay. Okay. Government, oh, there's a government refrigerator rebate program. I'll have to look that up. Okay, government refrigerator regulations. Hmm. Yeah, they do have certain standards since 1990 for refrigerators. And here we go. Energy conservation standards for refrigerators. Well, I just, as long as the refrigerator actually does what it's supposed to do. Department of Energy is initializing an effort to determine whether to amend a current energy conservation standard for customers, refrigerators, freezers. Under the Energy Policy Act of 1975, they must review standards every six years and publish them with their rulemaking process. Now, this, again, is where I hate this because it's letting bureaucrats right law okay so to determine whether the standards okay uh so this just talks about them reviewing the standards every six years by law they have to do that so let me try adding something okay so i added the word stupid stupid government refrigerator yeah okay um bureaucrats and environmental protection agency Okay, so here's some stories that say, yeah, bad news for refrigerators. What to expect from the EPA new rules affecting air conditioners and refrigerators? Okay, so there are stories out there. I'll have to research that a little bit. But if you're looking at that and thinking, wow, would they, would they give us some really garbage, maybe refrigerators that don't keep things as cold as they're supposed to? I don't know, but they'll find some way to ruin it. They will. Let's see. Now, there is a... Federal tax credit and incentives. Hmm. As part of the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022, I didn't know this. Residential energy efficiency tax credit have been extended to 2032. Information applies to existing tax credits. Uh, change to residential energy efficiency taxes. Okay. Uh, but for what? Tax credits for residential efficiency for those builders building energy-efficient homes. 
tax credits for uh, residential renewable products as well, Energy Star, and making sure that you buy appliances with what they have as the Energy Star on it. You've seen that, I suppose. Yeah, and so you can go ahead and get a rebate if you buy products that have the government-approved Energy Star on it. They're trying to incentivize you through tax breaks to buy appliances that have the Energy Star. Now, yesterday, and I wrote an article about it this morning, I told you that Google will ha soon have something on their website that if you're searching for recipes for food, they're going to flag it for what is the carbon footprint of the food you're about to prepare so you can save the planet, right? So I know if it has a high carbon footprint that it's going to be delicious. If it has a low carbon footprint, that's like tofu and kale. It's going to just taste horrible and not be very good for me. I know when I go to buy an appliance, if it has the Energy Star logo on it, that it's just going to be a piece of crap that doesn't work. But if it doesn't, it's going to actually function well and do a really good job. So thank you for the heads up there, government and Google. I really do appreciate that. Coming up on 630, local news rolling your way update on your weather forecast right after that then a woman who's running for governor of arizona talks about being an election denier oh she really hands it to the press i mean just beats them up you'll love this i have audio for it Let's wake up William. A soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six at time. Wake Up Wyoming. Triple eight ninety-seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety-seven. W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Greg and Cheyenne. Says, meanwhile, in my house, we use older washers and dryers when you that actually work. Yeah, yeah and I, I know that. That's why I was saying earlier, for those just joining me, there's a story in Cowboy State Daily from an appliance dealer in Cheyenne talks about the Biden administration's war on your appliances. Because the Trump administration had tried to roll back some rules, and you know I hate the rulemaking process on your washers and dryers and other appliances, showing that dishwashers, for example, sometimes you have to run them more than once to get your dishes clean. It didn't used to be that way. But we're trying to save energy and save the planet, you know, so we're gonna dial back how hard those dishwashers work and how long it takes to wash your dishes, which means they don't clean anything. So you gotta run them more than once. Biden administration has reinstated rules that Trump administration took away. I hate the rulemaking process. It, that needs to go away. So, Greg, you're doing what I have done over the years. Whenever I needed a new appliance, I went looking for the older models before all of this nonsense took place. I don't need all the technology and all the buttons just to wash clothes or dishes. Just don't need all of that. I want to throw my whatever it is into the machine, push a button, and let it just do its thing. And it should do it first time. So the new energy-efficient ones and water-efficient aren't. They're exactly the opposite of that, but that's government for you, right? All right. So here's a – I wanted to get to this story. I'll play this more than once probably this week. So Carrie Lake is her name, and she was a news anchor in Arizona. And she's very prominent, very well-known. 
decided to run for governor. So, and she's actually doing really well. She is one who says that the past presidential election was stolen. There's fraud. It's possible it was stolen. So, of course, the news media loves piling on to, well, you're an election denier. All right, regardless of what you think about the last election, there is something that she said to reporters, which I thought was really important. She asked a staff member that was standing, as reporters were asking her about being an election denier, she asked a staff member who was just 20 years old to do a little bit of research, and he did. And he handed her a bunch of papers that she read to the reporters and pointed out that her 20-year-old staff member was doing work that the reporters refused to do. And here's what she pointed out. Let's talk about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh, wow, look at this. This is from, this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans. It's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows it. We have our freedom of speech, and we're not going to relinquish it to a bunch of fake news propagandists. If you want a copy of these, I'm sure that we're, Anthony would help you get a copy and help you learn how to be journalists. But look it up. It's been happening for a long time. Since 2000, people have questioned the legitimacy of our elections. And all we're asking is that in the future, we don't have that have to happen anymore. Okay. When I'm governor, excuse me. When I'm governor, we're going to make sure we have honest elections. We want the Democrats, the independents, and the Republicans to all know that their vote counted. We want fair, honest, and transparent elections, and we're going to deliver that for the people. But just remember, guys, this is one page after Hillary Clinton says George W. Bush was selected president, not elected. So let's start, if you're going to start throwing around terms like election denier, let's remember who the other election deniers were, Hillary Clinton and all the Democrats. So I want to use that as a springboard, well, well, maybe if I don't get to it today, I will tomorrow, about how news media will cover one side of the story and just sweep along apart the other side. They have never really gone after Hillary and other people, Stacey Abrams and other such people for saying that those elections were stolen. Never gone after them for that, but they will go after somebody who says that the current presidential election is stolen. So are they being fair in their coverage? And you've heard me talk about the same thing when it comes to issues like climate change, You know, for example. They only cover one side of the story, and anybody who says anything different, they won't even research it, they won't look at it. Anyone who says anything different is just a denier. So you understand the one-sided biased nature of your news. I'm sure you always have. 642. Wake up Wyoming. Expect mo Wyoming mobile app. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio.
648 is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Hey, Frank, every so often I come across some kind of a sign somewhere, and I just stand there with, you know, questions. Right. I mean, I, I, I saw one restaurant here, here in Casper. The, the sign said, the, the blinking sign said, open. Yeah. Then the other sign said, close. So which one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would believe the blinking one. <laughs> Okay. This one says, please do not touch, and underneath it's written in Braille. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah. poor, poor, poor that's, thinking. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to work on several different, like, for example, I've often wondered when you pull up to the ATM machine at the drive-thru, why there's Braille. Well, because, well, they didn't drive there, did they? Well, I'm wondering because it's on the... There's a song by ZZ Top, Driving While Blind. Oh, okay. I've always thought that the reflectors up the middle of the road as you're driving there, that's driving by Braille. Pretty much. Yeah, I, yeah just as long as you feel the thabump, thabump, thabump there, you're yeah. driving by Braille. Well, and, and if you've driven in Wyoming in the winter during a like a yeah. windstorm with with fog and snow and blowing yes. snow, that's about how it is. That's about how... Yeah, that, that certainly is. Okay. There's plenty of places I need to look into a little bit more. Where I'm sure by, you know, federal government decree or whatever, they have to put Braille on certain things. But sometimes I look at it and I, th- and I think, who's that there for, really, honestly? If you're going to put Braille on that, you know, uh, don't touch hot in Braille. It's, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you, you would think, though, the person who is feeling around would know that it was hot because as they get close to it, they can tell that it's warm. And trust me, they're paying more attention than you are. Oh, uh, I would, I would hope so. Yeah. Maybe they can just you know, kind of use some like a phone device that would just an read, app read for that? that thing. Yeah, an app yeah, for that. Okay. Say, this is what this says. Okay. You know. Okay. Either they haven't. That technology would exist then. So they can walk by certain signs and it would just tell them off of their app on the phone. Yeah. Okay. You have just uh, named your million dollar idea. Too bad you don't know squat about computers. No. Or you could program that app and make a lot of money. I, I, have, I have no clue. In high school volleyball in the 4A ranks from last night, Natrona knocked off number one Kelly Walsh in three straight 25 13, 25 19, 25 21 to win the traveling trophy for the first time since 2017. That was the first loss this year for Kelly Walsh and the Trona made a big statement as they improved the 19 and 8 on the year, and the Phillies had lost to the Trojans 15 straight times. The regular season for volleyball will end this week. Regionals are next week. The state high school volleyball tournament will be in Casper November the 3rd through the 5th. College football, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Utah State on Saturday night in Larry. The Pokes are coming off their bye week. So if they play good on Saturday, they can say, you know, we're refreshed and recharged. And if they don't play good, they can always say, you know what, we're rusty from not playing in a while. UW is four and three overall and two and one in Mountain West play. Utah State is 2-1 and one in the league, playing 3-4 and four overall. It's a big game. Cowboys are favored by 4.5 points. That's a 7.45 start from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. In pro football, the Denver Broncos are searching for some answers as they fell the 2-4 and four following a 19-16 overtime loss to the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday. Once again, the Bronco offense was practically unwatchable, especially in the second half, as quarterback Russell Wilson was 3-11 of 11 for 15 yards in the in 
the last three quarters of the game and overtime. Broncos are last in the NFL in scoring, and their play in the red zone has absolutely been abysmal. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett knows things have to change and soon. This is very disappointing. Uh, we need to have a lot more urgency across the board. Uh, starts with me as a coach, going to all the other coaches, and then to the players. Uh, players need to be, uh, you know, just more urgent. Uh, we, we had some opportunities there, and we got to execute at a higher level. We got to come up with some better plays. Now, Russell Wilson suffered a hamstring injury in that game on Monday. We'll see if he plays this week again against the New York Jets. In baseball, the New York Yankees advanced to the American League Championship Series with a 5-1 win over Cleveland. New York will play at Houston tonight in Game 1 of the American League Championship Series. And the National League Championship Series started last night with Philadelphia posting a 2-0 road win over San Diego. And Game 2 will be this afternoon. It's in sports. Okay, here I have serious questions about these Braille signs. One of them says, uh, when the door is unlocked, the light is green. When it's locked, the light is red. And then they have that in Braille, where it also says green and red. Okay. You know, me and you don't think half the time, no, but there, there are people that think less than us. There's another one that says pool area, and underneath it says Braille, and then everything is written in Braille. Well, why do you have to say Braille? Who can see the word Braille in order to read it in Braille? Yeah. Well, okay. unless there's somebody you're with that is impaired. I, I get it. Now, so, oh, see, here's there one. is the sign you need to feel. Someone printed out on a piece of paper, welcome. And then Braille is underneath, but it's on a piece of paper. <laughs> so they do that. <laughs> you can't you can't read it. You gotta feel the bumps. <laughs> yeah. just, all right, thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business. Some people just really don't think. Coming up on some local business we have to take care. We're gonna roll into news time after that. National local update on your weather forecast. And you and I get back into it. Triple eight ninety seven woods the phone number's wake up Wyoming. Did you know? Time is 7.06. It is a Wednesday and over the hump we go. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. All right, slightly more serious topic than last hour. And by the way, if you ever miss any or part of the program, you never miss a thing. Wake up Wyoming app, free to download, so it's on your phone, right? Then touch on demand on the toolbar. It's on the left side. Not only can you listen to old programs for free, and they're condensed getting rid of news and most commercials and so on. But then, Miss Mary is releasing season two of Wyoming Altered States. Those funny bits that are played on here that we create in-house. Okay, those you can listen whenever you want to. Go to Wyoming Altered States and just select what you want. Listen to it yourself, play it for your friends, stuff like that. All right, headline for you. Wyoming lawmakers are, well, they're taking a look at ranked choice voting. I know some of you really hate that idea, so let me know what you think as I read this. Here's the story from Cowboy State Daily. Wyoming may be slowly moving toward ranked choice elections. Again, some of you hate that. Corporations, Elections, and Political Subdivision Committee has approved a draft bill 
allowing municipalities to try out ranked choice elections for nonpartisan races through a pilot test program. To see how it would work here in the state of Wyoming. Ranked choice voting, also known as a instant runoff election, gives voters the option to rank candidates in order of their preference. So you pick your favorite candidate who you want to win. But if that guy doesn't win, who did you want next, then third and beyond? Voters that do not, uh, well, it takes their top choices and counts them for their next vote. So if your number one choice didn't win, then what was your next choice? And so on down the line. If a candidate wins 50% or more of the first preferred votes, he or she is declared the winner. So they have to get 50% or more. Now again, go back to our Wyoming gubernatorial race. That means Mark Gordon would have had a problem because while he did get more votes than everybody else, he did not get that magical 50% or more. That's where a lot of people sort of groaned when Mark Gordon ran the first time because when the primaries were over, people were scratching their heads when Gordon won? He was not a lead candidate. He got more votes than anybody else, but not a clear majority. Now, in his past race, Gordon clearly won over everybody else. There would have been no question. If no candidate wins a majority first preference votes, the candidate with the fewest first is uh, preferences votes is eliminated. First preference votes cast for the failed candidates are limited. Uh, lifting the second preferred candidates up on the ballot. The new tally is conducted to determine whether any candidate has won with a majority of the adjusted votes. See, they're trying to find a majority here. Proponents of ranked choice say it decreases partisan politics and allows voters to consider a slate of candidates they like rather than a single option. Ranked choices used in Alaska and Maine, while Utah is testing a pilot program as well. So the story says, Wyoming would be for nonpartisan municipal elections that run concurrently with primary and general elections, and a few municipalities that run elections in May. Municipalities will have the option to try the pilot program but are not required to participate. So they're asking some local municipalities, will you give this a try to see if it works in the state of Wyoming? Dave Frazier, executive director of the Wyoming Association of Municipalities said, although he doesn't know of any towns or cities that have expressed a desire to participate in ranked choice, he thinks maybe a handful will. Small communities, give it a try, right? Okay, so opposition. The draft bill received stiff opposition from some leading members of the Wyoming Republican Party, but still passed with an eight to five vote during the committee meeting. So State Representative Chuck Gray, Republican Casper, he's still the representative until the, the general election where he was most likely your secretary of state. Largely expected to be the next Secretary of State of Wyoming, told Cowboy State Daily he isn't a fan. He said, I'm opposed to ranked choice voting. Voters don't like ranked choice voting, and that's why some choose not to vote at all in states that have it. 
Senator Charles Scott, Republican Casper, spoke against the bill. Scott said he was intrigued by ranked choice voting a few years ago, but after watching it used in a few states, he no longer views it as successful. Quote, even though uh, enough people either understand it and choose not to rank more than one candidate or get confused and end up not using the ranking system. He said ranked choice can result in situations where a winning candidate gets less than the majority of the vote. There's, which is exactly what it was designed to prevent. And yet, there's an old English expression, he said, that says that something too clever by half. Yeah, I suspect that applies to these ranked choice voting systems. Just too clever. So it actually, and it sounds to me based on what he's saying, that the system can actually defeat its very purpose. So here's the segment on conflicting studies. According to a public policy firm in New America, uh, a public policy firm called New America, 2004, the San Francisco base implemented a single winner for ranked choice voting for the first time and reported high levels of understanding of the system. Researchers found 86% of polling place voters surveyed said they understood it fairly well or perfectly well. In 2016, the study the Cato Institute performed on that same election in San Francisco from 1995 to 2011 revealed a strong relationship between declining voter turnout and the adoption of ranked choice voting. That goes to what Chuck Ray was saying, that people get a little confused and annoyed by it, and they just quit showing up because they're trying to vote for somebody and they're not getting what they voted for. It's not, it's not turning out the way they thought it was going to turn out, in other words. So the cost of running ranked choice elections would cost each county about $12,000 more per election, including new training. In the first year of use, ranked choice voting would cost the state about 329000 more than usual. It's a lot of money to spend on something like this. Okay, so the story goes on to purpose for the parties. Kathy Russell, she's an executive director for the Wyoming Republican Party, says she has received communications from many people who oppose ranked choice voting. She criticized arguments made during the meeting that ranked choice would give minority voters a voice in improved civilities. Uh, Representative Jim Blackburn, Republican Cheyenne, said the public is concerned about what happens uh, after we do the, and this is a little test is basically what he's saying. He said the public is concerned about what happens after we do this little test. The pilot program is intended to expand afterwards if, if successful. So, okay, Matthew Link, a representative of the League of Women Voters, said his organization supports any form of alternate voting method to the current status. The Wyoming Constitution gave municipalities right to do whatever election mechanism they please. But the Supreme Court later made that privilege more vague. He expressed concerns the bill would actually limit municipalities in the way they choose their local officials. So this is a draft bill here. They're asking municipalities to give this a try to find out if it would work for them or not. Greg and Cheyenne, ranked choice voting results in people like Lisa Murkowski staying in office. 
and deplorable Dead and Casper, Morning Deb, they started calling it instant runoff to fool people. Hmm. Seven sixteen. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Once the time, it's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So, yeah, they're flirting with the idea at Wyoming Committee for the next legislative session at looking at ranked choice voting, but not as something that's just going to happen soon here. They want to allow a few municipalities in Wyoming, give it a try on your local nonpartisan election. See how it works for you. Is that something for Wyoming? Now, one article I came across, ranked choice voting is unfair and potentially dangerous. Okay, now I've come across several articles as I was looking for different opinions. Some articles love ranked choice voting. Other columnists hate it. This guy hates it, so I'll give it a shot here. Ranked choice voting might be okay for primaries, but it should never be used for general elections because it's inherently unfair. Also, contrary to the claims of the advocates, Ranked choice voting would not necessarily lead to moderate candidates. Under the system, again, you pick your choices. All right. it, who's your favorite? Who's your second favorite? Who's your third favorite? And if your favorite doesn't win, well, your second might or your third. Seems especially egregious, the author says, to show the most favoritism to voters who preferred, who was preferred by the least popular candidate or people. Why voters who choose poorly get more votes than those who choose well? We're talking low information voters here. Why should voters who prefer a less popular party like the Greens and Libertarians get to vote more times than Democrats and Republicans? They should not, and that's why America and especially Republicans, should be very wary of ranked choice voting. He says, not surprisingly, advocates for ranked choice voting rarely mention its drawbacks. They usually focus instead on the claim that the system would eventually spur political parties to run more modern candidates. Those candidates would likely be ranked as second choice. Ranked choice, however, would not necessarily lead to more moderate candidates. First, he says, for the system to work, there must be at least three candidates per election. How could that be guaranteed for each race? For example, would parties allow be allowed to run more than one candidate per office? If so, how many? It's not hard to say. I, I don't think that that would happen, though. You know, the way our system is set up, each party in Wyoming runs its own candidate. Each gets one, right? If political parties cannot run multiple candidates simultaneously in some election, then ranked choice might spur political parties to create additional parties. I hadn't thought about that. Now, there's something I hadn't thought about. So you could have your Republican Party, which is number one in Wyoming, and they might go ahead and just start a, even your Democrats could do it too, another couple of extra parties in Wyoming. And it doesn't matter how big or small those parties are. They just get more candidates on the ballot so they have more chance of getting in because they have more candidates on the ballot. Who cares if that candidate didn't even make a blip in any of the polls or anything like that? They're on the ballot, and you're ranking. Normally, if you came across on the ballot a, someone you've never heard of, 
you avoid them because you never heard of the person. So you don't vote for them. In this system, since you're chick you're picking down the line, I guess that's one, I guess that's two, I guess that's three. This is especially dangerous for the low information voter who has no idea. All right. Once in office, Democrats, Socialists, and Greens would almost always vote together against Republicans. All right. Of course, smaller parties might emerge on their own without any major party backing. So in other words, this guy's argument is the whole idea is just to get as many names on the ballot as possible so you have a better chance. Just start making inventing political parties. So, okay. Uh, under ranked choice voting, election laws would be altered to um, eliminate to make it easier for fringe candidates to get on the ballots. If so, you could even not even have a party. You can just run as an independent and just get names on the ballot. You can have as many independents as you want, is what he's saying. So granted, much depends on how it's implemented. Nonetheless, for general elections, he says absolutely not. But if you're working within your party, so for example, you're having, his argument is, a party primary, and you're trying to pick what candidate in the primary election. Or for that matter, even if you're having a little party get-together and you're voting on various people in issue to run the party right from within, then he said, okay, go ahead and use a ranked choice system because you're having a party get-together for your political party and you're picking different people for different positions within your party. Go ahead and have ranked choice then. But once you get into a primary election, especially a general election, and that's something I'd actually never thought of before, that you can have just anybody just declare themselves independent to get as many name on the ballot as possible. Deplorable Deb and Casper, seriously, watch the testimony of Dr. Cheryl Aguars, am I saying that right? Towards the end of the discussion of that bill during the committee. I'll, I'll give it a try. Okay. Um... Yeah, a couple of other people are basically saying what other folks had said about ranked choice voting. But, okay, here's what the state of Wyoming is doing. So there's that committee that is taking a look at ranked choice voting and is just they're just requesting that maybe some municipalities give it a try for what are the nonpartisan local offices just to see how the system might work in the state of Wyoming. However, it's very possible... I don't know, that after, if any municipality runs it as a test, that the whole thing might just die. Now, my opinion on the whole thing, and the same thing I've said before about, for example, the Democrat Party, the Libertarian Party, the Constitution Party in the state of Wyoming. You actually, as a voter, you have multiple choices. Problem is, these other parties don't know how to run campaigns. And when they, I hate to say it, but when they do run someone, not in every case, but in most cases, if you look at who they're running, it's like you, there's no way you would even consider them. Even if you had heard of them, got a chance to talk to them, in most cases, these other parties, you would never consider these people. That's why they can't get any traction in the state of Wyoming. They're just running horrible campaigns and horrible candidates. So... If anything, the other parties in the state of Wyoming, if they want to be taken seriously, and I mean this to the Democrats as well, I mean, well, especially, you got to start picking candidates that are actually viable candidates in the state of Wyoming. Quit putting fringe people up 
and figure out how to run a proper campaign. And you might actually get some traction. To those people in the Republican Party, even who try to run in recent races, even for governor in the state of Wyoming, there is an art, a learned skill to running a campaign if you want to get anywhere. It takes time to learn how to run a good campaign. Coming up on 7.30, update on your weather forecast comes right after local news. Another segment of Open Phones, 888-97-WOODS, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. If you heard the pinging on the air, that's where people were sending me different stories and so on. Um, Ranked choice voting the last... I made the mistake a moment ago. For those just joining me. There's a story, Cowboy State Daily, ranked choice voting. There's a committee in the state of Wyoming that is looking at a test pilot program for just some municipalities who choose to participate in local elections, nonpartisan local elections, just to see how the system works. And so as I was talking about this, uh, I decided to Google a couple of things where, here, I'll click on this story here. I made a mistake of using Google as my search engine, and right away I only got positive stories about ranked choice voting. That's all Google would let me see. If you can get a different result, let me know, but I just pointed, I just typed in ranked choice voting Alaska, and every story was a positive story. So I bet if I tried using different words, maybe I can get a different result. But I keep other search engines around when I want to get around that and find out what's really going on. Real clear politics. Alaska reminds us ranked choice voting is a bad idea. A few weeks ago, Alaska held a special election using ranked choice voting. This was Alaska's first general election using ranked choice voting. It also made the state one of the first major jurisdictions in the United States to employ a new system. For years, many election experts have pushed ranked choice as a way to fix the problems of America's election. In their view, the new system would create more excitement, give more people a voice by offering marginalized candidates a fighting chance. Over the past few years, major jurisdictions have held ranked choice elections, and they have consistently created issues that have led to more problems. Maine first had an election using ranked choice voting in 2018. That cycle, competitive race where there was a Republican incumbent initially initially finished ahead, but over a week later, the Democrat challenger ultimately won the election. The race led to costly litigation. Two years later, Maine had completely uh, a competitive Senate race, and the media did call the election by the morning after, but. This became because the Republican incumbent, Susan Collin, won with over 50% of the vote. Okay. If Maine had a closer than race cycle, it might have taken weeks get, to get the results. The only way to avoid a long, convoluted count with ranked choice voting is for someone to win by a large margin. Other than that, they count, they recount, they recount. That opens up for fraud. Now, this is one. Thank you, Lisa, for sending me that. I'm looking at the one you sent me from the 
Heritage Foundation. Ranked choice voting is a bad choice. Story says, oh, there's several stories they have here. But anyway, you will not believe reformers have divested to uh, tinker with and manipulate our elections. It's called ranked choice voting or instant runoff voting. But it's really a scheme for uh, to disconnect elections from issues and allow candidates with marginal support for, from voters to win the election. In the end, it's all about political power. It's not what's best for the American people. Okay. Now, I do take a look. Here's where I say the only problem is in the state of Wyoming. Uh, a big part of the problem, the way we currently have it, is... Oh, wait. Oh, uh, Jerry says, a computer decides who wins, not the people. And let me see. Lisa Carl already told me that it will cost the state a lot of money. Yeah, that was part of the Cowboy State Daily article. It would cost the state a lot of money to do something like this. So, okay, the idea... And I, I like it not ranked choice. But let's take, for example, for those of you in the Republican Party, we recently had a, well, we've had this several times over, where there's a whole bunch of people, let's say, running for governor. Well, just to pick that. That's happened to us more than once. A whole bunch of Republicans running, and who gets it? That's why, again, you wound up with the current governor, who did not get a clear 50% or more of the vote. And so some people have suggested, well, what if we have a runoff within the Republican Party? Now, that I look at and think, not a bad idea. If if it's that kind of a race where there were so many votes split so many ways, have a Republican Party runoff within the Republican Party. That's also where I don't like the idea of people being able to crossover vote. The Republican primary is for the Republicans. The Democrat primary is for the Democrats. Okay. And I did, I thought it was really interesting, the article I read to you before the news and information break, where a gentleman points out, you could rig an election if, let's say, a party out there, that's a marginal party in Wyoming, decided instead of winning, running one candidate that might win. They'll just pack a bunch of candidates in even independents invent other parties and so on. So there's a better chance that somebody who is not even known and not even seriously running might get up on the ranks and therefore elected uh, because there's just so many people in the mix. So there's, there's, if it's overly complicated, it's not going to work. Again, that's one of the reasons why I wrote The Uncomplicated Life, and I've been wanting to write a book about that for politics as well in America, just how to uncomplicate things. I get suspicious when a system is, any system for anything is too complex. If it's too complex, it probably won't work and it's open to fraud. That's why I get suspicious of it. 742, Wake Up Wyoming. Talk radio is on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. 746 the time is wake up Wyoming off we go today weather mark yours on with us so yesterday mark after I got off work I went outside and I went for this nice long walk and it was glorious and apparently I got a couple more days of that right you absolutely do today is going to be another uh, chamber of commerce uh, fall weather day here across Wyoming gorgeous sunshine light winds 
mild above average temperatures, just another uh, really repeat performance basically of yesterday. And then now we got how many more days of this before the suckage starts to happen? Yeah, we've got about three more days oh, nice. before okay. uh, the suckage, as you put it, starts. You know, a little bit of wind going to kick in uh, beginning tomorrow into Friday. Not yeah. bad yeah. until uh, Friday night into Saturday. That's when uh, we're going to be reminded that we're in Wyoming across central, southern, eastern Wyoming. Strong and gusty southwest, Glen, uh, southwest winds, Glen on uh, late Friday and Saturday. 30 to 40 miles an hour, gusts of 60 plus, all in advance of pretty good looking cold front and trough low pressure. That'll be bringing um, some very fallish and even some winterish weather to Wyoming as we work our way through the weekend. Okay, now we get into, I noticed next week, there's a little bit of wet coming our way. The question is, though, who gets what kind of wet when? Right, so it's going to start on Saturday. Uh, out west, out in the Wyoming range, Wind Rivers, Absorcas, Jackson Valley, pretty much from about, oh, probably Lander and uh, Cody on westward. And then as we work our way into Sunday, Saturday night and Sunday, snowy Sierra Madres, maybe the northern Laramie Range, the Bighorns, possibly the Black Hills as well, we'll start to get uh, lower elevation rain and snow and all snow above about 8,000 feet or so it's looking like. And there could be some pretty good accumulations out in the western, northwestern, northern mountains, uh, possibly even down the southern mountains. So the hunters and those with outdoor interests come this weekend. You're going to be planning on a big change towards uh, fall, even winter weather. Okay. And I do notice that next week those cool temperatures drop down into like 40s stuff like that depending on where you are they kind of stick yeah lower elevations you know we're only going to be in the 40s for highs come uh monday lows uh deep in the 20s so you know if by chance you still got a garden out there if you're here in the lower elevations you want to take care of it this weekend and yeah our nice beautiful indian summer weather is uh is about to end for most all right thank you mark mark yours with day weather so all right just enjoy it while you can next couple of days so off we go to the ice box well up oh, wrong one here ice box where frank gambino is waiting by hey frank do you know that it's perfectly legal to go drunk horseback riding in wyoming uh, are you sure? Yes, I looked it up. So here's where I got the story. First off, I came across the story about a guy in California, Whittier, California. And he was riding through town, and he was heavily intoxicated. Now, that, I wonder, does that mean the horse is weaving around? No, no, the, no. the, 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 the driver is. Okay. So the police go after the guy. He, just, he refuses to uh, pull over. And so there's a chase of vehicles versus horse. They eventually caught the guy. Now, the horse, boy, they, he was shown a lot of love by the police department. The guy, though, he's in the drunk tank, right? Okay. Okay, so you can actually get charged with riding a horse while intoxicated in California. So I looked it up. Here in Wyoming, that's not a charge. You can still... See, they don't consider a horse a vehicle. Well... Okay, what I mean, a, and you, yeah. you can get, get, say you were on a lawnmower. What, uh, that's different, though. That, see, that's that's a, lawn, that's a vehicle. But now I wonder, I wonder what kind of, I'll have to look up the lawnmower thing specifically. But I do uh, look at, what if the horse is pulling a carriage? Is that a vehicle? Yeah, right. Like, interesting. Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. yeah. But, okay, so you can still be arrested for being drunk in public if you're causing a problem. 
but you will not be charged with driving or riding while intoxicated. That's not a thing in Wyoming. Well, that's never happened, ever. Not no, one no. single a, time in Wyoming. One never, single time. Never, 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 never. No. Now, can I, I don't know, people who raise and train horses, maybe they can help me out here. Can you train the horse so it knows that that rider is drunk and I'm not moving? I don't think I don't think the horse has a breathalyzer. Oh, okay. Has it? No. I mean, maybe if the rider walked up and went, hi, horse, <laughs> and the horse knew that, yeah, you're high, all right. Yeah, and the horse goes, <laughs> Well, high school volleyball from 4A last night. Natrona knocked off number one Kelly Walsh in three straight, 25-13, 25-19, 25-21, to win the traveling trophy for the first time since 2017. That was the first loss of the year for Kelly Walsh, and Natrona made a big statement as they improved the 19-8 and eight on the year, and the Phillies had lost to the Trojans 15 straight times. The regular season for volleyball will end this week. Regionals will be next week, and the State High School Volleyball Tournament will be in Casper from November the 3rd through the 5th. In college football, the Wyoming Cowboys will host Utah State on Saturday night in Laramie. The folks are coming off a bye week. So if they play good on Saturday, then they can say, oh, yeah, we were refreshed, recharged, blah, blah, blah. And if they don't play good on Saturday, they can say, you know what, we're rusty because we haven't played in a while. UW is 4-3 and three overall, 2-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. Utah State 2-1 and one in league play, 3-4 and four overall. Cowboys are favored by 4.5 points. That's a 7.45 start from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB and Laramie. Pro football, the Denver Broncos still searching for answers as they fell the 2-4 and four following a 19-16 overtime loss to the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday night. Once again, the Bronco offense was practically unwatchable, especially in the second half and overtime as quarterback Russell Wilson for the last three quarters of the game and OT, 3 of 11 for 15 yards. The Broncos are last in the NFL in scoring and their play in the red zone really has been abysmal. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett has been watching this like a bad move and you know there's problems all over the place that need to be corrected. The pass game was a little bit better. Uh, started getting the run game going a little bit in the second half, but then had to convert on some third downs. Uh, I think the third down thing is uh, very frustrating also. I don't think we were very good. I haven't seen the stats yet, uh, but we definitely weren't continuing those drives, and we got to keep our defense off. I, I know time of possession we didn't have the ball enough, and uh, we got to be better on offense. Wilson suffered a hamstring injury in the, four, in the fourth quarter of that game on Monday. We'll see if he plays this week against the New York Jets. In baseball, the New York Yankees advanced to the American League Championship Series with a 5-1 win over Cleveland last night. New York will play Houston tonight in Game 1 of the next round. The National League Championship Series started last night with Philadelphia posting a 2-0 road over San Diego. And Game 2 of that series will be this afternoon. How long do these championships have to go? Now, this, would be the be this is another round of best of seven now. Okay. Then you get to the World Series. Okay. So we're not far away from the World Series no, here. Another week and a half. Okay, and and your predictions at this point? Now, since all, everyone that I thought would be in there is not in there, right? I would say the the best team remaining out of everybody is yeah. Houston. Okay, so that you a Houston fan? No, not no, really. Not at all. And they're playing the Yankees, and I'm not a fan of them either. Oh, okay. So then, what do you do when you really don't like? Both you just kind of just watch and you just go. Just kind of watch anyway. Okay. Geez, I hope this is over with soon, and that kind of a thing. Yeah, 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 okay. It's like when you walk into a room and there's two single ladies, and you really don't like either one. You know. But but you, you still you, you still watch. Okay, true. All right. Thank you, Frank. <laughs> Coming up on some local business that we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
6 the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name's Glenn Woods. 806 means open phones. 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS. Trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. And just a reminder, I'm not talking about all Daves everywhere. There's quite a few Daves out there that we really like on this program. They send me messages off of the app by texting. Use the chat mode for that on the app or call the program and they have very interesting things to say. It's just one particular Dave and I want to make sure that that one Dave is not making all the other Daves looking bad. So if you're offended by the fact that we put Dave in there because your name is Dave, please don't call and complain because that would be a real Dave mood, Dave. But it's just that one guy from San Francisco. That's the one. He's a jerk. Other than that, the rest of you Daves are great out there. Most of you. 80%. Okay, so, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. I want real quick before I get into the story that I have lined up. This does not surprise me. So I saw on Facebook, it always makes me click on it. When Facebook, you know when they blur something out, and then they put up a warning, this contains false information. But then they give you the option to view it or not view it. Well, because they did that, it always makes me click on view. Because I know how bad Facebook is. So I go to view it. Chances are I'm going to see something really interesting. And perfectly true, even though Facebook flagged it as false information. Here's what somebody posted. In 1960, prediction, oil is gone in 10 years. Now, that's true. I've read that to you before. I can show you different news outlets that back in the 1960s were saying, because the experts said it, that oil would be gone in 10 years. 1970s, another ice age in 10 years. Oh, you remember that? I've played you the audio of news organizations. It was on magazine, the newspaper co coverage. You know, we're going to have another ice age in 10 years. That was, that's true. 1980s. Remember, for those from the 80s, remember? Acid rain was going to destroy all the crops in 10 years. 1990s, the ozone layer will be destroyed in 10 years. 2000s, the ice caps will be gone in 10 years. Nothing happened. But all of that resulted in higher taxes and regulations. Now that's true. Every word that I just read there is all true. And I've talked about that multiple times in this program, citing the sources. Facebook blurred that out and then gave me a choice. False information, they said, and gave me a choice to click on it or not. I clicked on it because I know if Facebook blocked it out and said that it's false information, then it's probably good information because Facebook has no idea what they're talking about. All right. It's usually, to tell you the truth, there's no uh, person behind Facebook blocking that. 
Facebook is a worldwide organization. They have billions of subscribers. There's absolutely no way that they're going to be able to go through every single post because people are posting all, constantly all day long. So they invented algorithms. And if certain keywords pop up in the algorithm, then Facebook will go ahead and flag it as false information. You just have to have certain keywords. They never look at the context of things. I've had friends of mine say things that are perfectly, in, perfectly innocent, but because there was a keyword or a phrase, Facebook decided, well, you have to be flagged or banned. You're, we're going to put you in Facebook jail for saying something you shouldn't have said. Even though if you read it in context, it would be perfectly fine. So it's really not so much, even though a lot of the people at Facebook are really bad at this, in most cases, it's just a really horribly stupid algorithm that they have that looks for keywords and phrases. And never they never fact check. They never consider context. And that's why I clicked on it and thought it was absolutely fascinating that they said the thing contained false information where at what I read to you there, I've checked into multiple times. There's nothing false about what I just read to you. All right, back to the state of Wyoming. Again, a Cowboy State Daily article, conservatives declare war on sexualizing children at a rally in Cody. So this story says legislators and candidates are mobilizing to address the revelation of sexually graphic books in a Wyoming high school library. Natrona County, that would be you guys. Republican Rachel Rodriguez Williams, Republican Cody, hosted a lunch Tuesday in Cody featuring conservative personalities and candidates for state offices. The event was advertised in an effort to, quote, push back against sexualizing children K-12 public education. Speakers addressed two books. We've talked about those books here. The reminder, uh, it, that's the Cali Walsh High School Library Challenge that's going on right now. Ahead of the event, Rodriguez Williams told a handful of conservative legislators in a Thursday Zoom meeting streamed on Facebook that she would work to repeal Wyoming's obscenity exemption for libraries and educators. The exemption forbids prosecution or prosecutors from charging librarians and educators with obscenity as a misdemeanor if the latter are working within the course of their duties. Well, so what they're saying essentially then is, let's say, and I'm going to go out just, at, this is just an example. Let's say a librarian is going to introduce a book into the school library and she brings in something that is pretty much like Penthouse magazine. Should she be charged with obscenity? Well, under the current law, she couldn't be. All right, so these books that are in uh, the library in Natrona County right now, I finally got a chance to take a look at them. And I'm with everybody else. When I looked at the material, I said, what is this doing in a school library? Dear Lord, very sexually explicit drawings, pictures, and language. Very explicit has no, and people, some people might turn to me and say, you're trying to ban books. No, you can still get those books. If you want to buy them, go buy them. You can get them. They're just not available or shouldn't be available 
in certain settings, like a school library, because it's too explicit. We have to draw a line somewhere, and this stuff is bad. All right, well, Wyoming well, Education Association Government Relations Director October 10th told the State Legislative Committee on Education that the inflammatory public school issues covered in the national media are not happening in Wyoming, but the patent, quote, patently false rhetoric is seeping into the state, causing legislators and the public school systems. Well, okay. I don't think it's, and I have to disagree, patently false rhetoric. Have you seen the books? I'd like to sit down with this person and go through the books, and let's take a look at it. You tell me whether this is too explicit for school or not. Quote, educators have watched this legislation attempt to pass uh, that targets our LGBT student population. No, it doesn't. Showing uh, diversity against student population, our classroom instructors and staff have recognized they are at the most at risk. Okay, once again, here is someone who is not addressing the issue here. The issue is not against that community. Look at the book. Look what's in the book. It's really explicit stuff. So much so that I'm not allowed to describe it on the air. I can't. I would lose my job if I told you exactly what I was looking at in those books. That's what's at issue here. Uh, during the 2022 legislative session, Senator Winnie Shuler, Republican Evanston, attempted to pass a bill titled Fairness in Women's Sports Acts that would have kept, okay, then we get into the whole thing about, that's not about the books, okay. The Cowboy State article, get, the article gets into a different issue that's not about the books. I want to step to the books here. This uh, meeting that was being held, and as conservatives declare war on sexualizing our children, did get into some other topics besides the books, and they want to make sure that uh, in our Wyoming schools, that material that is brought into the school is not sexualizing our children, basically that uh, what, you, what your kids will be learning in schools will actually have a focus on education, such as reading and math and science and things like that, and keep topics like this out of the school. So if parents want to teach this to their kids at home, that's their business. But it's just too much for schools. It's inappropriate for schools was the point they were trying to make. 817 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Be ready. Quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Hey, it's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I have an article on, well, several. On the Wake Up Wyoming website. Could be a fun share for some people. It's one of those things where you get a laugh out of it, but at the same time, it makes a point. I titled it, Why Food with a High Carbon Footprint Tastes Better. This is something that I was talking about yesterday based on an article that I read that says that Google, at some point, they're not doing it right now, but at some point, 
If you're on Google and you're looking for a recipe, you know the holidays come and you're inviting friends and family over. So you're looking for a recipe for something and you Google it. Google will take a look at what the potential carbon footprint of your meal is and let you know. So you can make better decisions about your food. Because, you know, you got to reach net zero with CO2. And we have to save the planet and all of that, right? Okay, so this is where I began to, just a few minutes of thought, think about food that had a low-carbon footprint as opposed to food that has a high-carbon footprint. And realize that, first off, not only does tofu suck on every level, I don't care how you dress it up, it just, it's horrible. But, it, and it doesn't have quite a zero-carbon footprint because it has to go through a bit of a fermentation process. So there's not, it's not a zero carbon footprint, but it's certainly less than a big slice of steak, right? Okay, but which tastes better? Right. Tofu made indoors without turning on any appliances because that would mean a carbon footprint. Or let's take a juicy steak we're going to smoke it. We're going to cook it on coals over the grill and serve it up with all the other trimmings that were also grilled. Now, which one tastes better and which one's better for you by far? Right. The more I did a little bit of research yesterday. See, while you guys have normal jobs and actually work for a living, I was researching this. And sure enough, I found out the lower the CO2 footprint the worse the food is for you and the worse it tastes. The higher the carbon footprint, the better the food is for you and the better it tastes. So I'm actually gonna, when Google finally releases that algorithm, I'm going to use it, but not the way they intended. I'm intentionally gonna find food that has the highest possible carbon footprint because I know I'm gonna get the best nutrition out of it and I'm going to enjoy it more. Now, on the story that I wrote for you guys, based on what I'm telling you right now, I added something else. You've heard me talk about this a lot over the years, but CO2 is not a pollutant, okay? And I continue on with in the article quoting different scientific research and different scientific organizations across the globe, NOAA, NASA, major scientists, major universities. I quote all of this here, showing you that actually CO2 is good for the planet and is greening the planet. So if you want to help save the planet and make it greener, and you want something that's extraordinarily good for you when you eat it and tastes delicious, then you want food that has more of a carbon footprint than food that does not. And I went ahead and put that, I will make sure to share this article with as many news organizations as I possibly can, you know, more like conservative news organizations, to get the word out there on your carbon footprint when it comes to your meal. I looked at that at Google doing this, and I just, at first I scratched my head, why the heck is Google doing this when you do a search? And then I realized the kind of um, extremists that are running Google. 
And this is why it's too bad because their business model and Google actually works really well if you use it, not just as forget the search engine part, but as a business tool. They have some extraordinarily good tools in there for you to use as a business. But they are ruining their search engine. Jenkins? Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, watch this on my calendar. Is this for real? Yes, sir. Leonardo DiCaprio and Al Gore are each flying in from their villas on their own private jets, and they're arriving in their fleets of SUVs to meet with you today. Whatever for? To talk to you about your carbon footprint, sir. Tell them I couldn't come today. Uh, my electric car is still on the charger. Got it. Uh, and then charge them 1,000 times the parking fee per vehicle. Uh, tell them it's a carbon tax. Yes, sir. And where will you really be? I've rented a home for the weekend on a small island that's supposed to be underwater by now. Sir, sometimes I'm really proud of you. Well, thanks, but you still can't come. I can't blame you for trying, sir. Yeah. So, um, oh, by the way, that's Jenkins and the boss which is one of my favorite. I got to write more of those. Those are so good. Jenkins and the boss is I'm the voice of the boss. Uh, John from Gillette is the voice of Jenkins. And we have one of those episodes coming up on Wyoming Altered States. Wyoming Altered States is all of these bits which are written and produced in-house. And if you want to listen to these bits on your own time, you can do that. So you go to the Wake Up Wyoming app, which is free to download at your app store. And on the toolbar on the left-hand side, you'll see On Demand, where you can listen to not only episodes of old programs, minus news and a lot of commercials to save your time, but also you can find bits like that one. Play it back when you want to play it back. And then share it with your friends as well. Miss Mary's releasing CO2, uh, CO2 season two <laughs> of Wyoming Altered States. So you can go check that out for free on your free Wake Up Wyoming app. I might just play another couple of these coming out of the next news and information segment, which we're getting into right now. So it's going to be local news update on your weather forecast. Nice long segment of open phone, so you can change the subject all you want. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So Wake Up Wyoming. a look call glenn woods now at 888-97 woods this is wake up wyoming on k2 radio Eight thirty-six 36 the time it's wake up wyoming my name is glenn woods thanks for joining me thank you grandpa rich that is a hell of a compliment Grandpa Rich from Thermopolis sends me a note. Glenn, you should pick up the torch of Rush Limbaugh as professor in a course of higher education. You know, the Limbaugh study for advanced, whatever. I forget what he called that. That was at uh, 73 with some college. I've learned a lot from you. Appreciate that. So here's Mike and Casper. Morning, Mike. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? Good, sir. What you got? Oh, just making a joke, but um, Google is definitely affecting the lower economic social 
people of the United States, uh, they have to buy cheaper cuts of meat, and those take yeah. longer to cook in the crock pot. So oh. those poor people are going to be stuck with a higher carbon footprint, Yes, all because they can't afford that, afford that food that's expensive for them to cook, because you have to cook it longer, because it's a tough chocolate. Well, And think about this. Have you ever gone, I have out of curiosity, gone to areas, sections of the grocery store that sell the vegan foods? And even just stores in general that try to make a living selling those kinds of food. Extraordinarily expensive. So for those people who worry about feeding the poor and saving the planet at the same time, or so they say, then why are they producing foods that are so extraordinarily expensive to buy? I agree with you. Just think of poor Boudreaux in Louisiana, the poor guy. Eating roadkill, because that's all he can afford. But he's got to cook the heck out of it to make it soft enough to chew. Okay, but you know now, it is illegal. It is now legal to eat roadkill in Wyoming. And there's a a state app for that. Did you know that? I did not know, but I'm going to sign up for it right now. You can actually go do that. Go, Go look. There's an app. If you find roadkill, the state will help advise you on whether you should scrape it or not. I know, but the carbon footprint police are going to follow me home and see how long I got my yes. clock on. All right. Thanks for calling, Mike. Yeah, the green police. Well, hang on a second. Where did I put that one there? Um, California. Here we go. Uh, sometimes it takes just a moment or so to find some of these bits. Here's what Mike was talking okay. about. Okay. So it's 3708. Okay. Uh, paper plastic. Plastic. That's the magic word. What? Green police. <laughs> You picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem, Plastic Boy. Battery! Battery! Let's go! Take the house! Come on! Put the rind down! Sir! That's a compost inversion! Did you install these bulbs? Tragedy strikes tonight where a man has just been arrested for possession of an incandescent light bulb. What do you guys think about plastic bottles now? The water setting is at 105. Got a TDI here? Clean diesel. You're good to go, sir. Good afternoon, officers. Are those foam cups you're drinking from? Yeah. Please step out of the car and put them on the hood. Jim is in Cheyenne. Morning, Jim. Morning. More of an observation than, than anything. You know, kind of gas station protocol is you kind of stay with your car at a gas station until you fill it up. And then yeah. you pretty much expect you to move that car right. and let somebody else in there. Uh, I don't think the same protocol holds true for charging stations. <laughs> Oh, you know, true. In fact, some charging stations are by hotels. And the reason for those particular stations being by hotels is you're going to need to spend the night in order to charge. So plug your vehicle in and go to bed. Yeah, I just drove by a charging station here in Cheyenne. I don't yeah. drive an electric vehicle, but I just saw them all filled up with cars and there's nobody around them. Nobody around them. And they probably charge them. Let me ask you this, though, now. We know that some electric vehicles can catch fire. They have a problem with some batteries, and they will catch fire. Now, you're supposed to, when you're pumping your gas, stay with your vehicle, in part for safety reasons, right? Well, if your car has a potential to catch fire because of the batteries, shouldn't you be forced to stand there for 15 hours while it charges? Yeah, it's just strange. I mean, if I had an electric vehicle and needed to... 
yeah. to charge it, I'd be, I'd be, I'd consider the people rude that have their fully charged vehicle go. and let it sit there for several hours until now, they decide to come out and move the car. Think about this. Okay, if now there are to be fair, to be fair about the conversation, there are charging stations that are more expensive, but they could charge your car in about fifteen minutes. Okay, but that's a pretty okay. expensive charging station to do that, though. Still, though, how long does it take you, do you figure, just to fill your vehicle with gasoline? And sometimes you do see long line at the pumps. I'd say if we're all supposed to drive electric vehicles, those lines are really going to get long, aren't they? They sure will. Uh, Have a good day, Glenn. Thank you. Jim and Cheyenne calling in. I have no problem. Look, just so you know, if people want to buy electric vehicles, buy them. If that's what you want, here's all I have ever asked. First off, no subsidies and no tax breaks. I didn't get any tax breaks or subsidies when I bought my internal combustion engine. You don't get any either. Not for developing the vehicle, not for selling it, not for buying it. That's first thing. Also, for charging stations. People who put up gas stations have to jump through hoops to try to put up a gas station because of all the government regulations. But if you want to put up a charging station, the government will give you money and clear the paperwork to do it. Talk about a not fair system. For something, these electric cars that are not clean, not green, not zero emissions, not zero emissions, not sustainable, and without the subsidies, not even affordable. So if you want these cars anyway, that's okay. That's your call. You get to make your decision. I'm allowed to, I'm not allowed at all to make decisions for you. You do what you want to do. I just ask that no subsidies, and let's be honest about the vehicle. Instead of pretending it's all rainbows and unicorns. Actually, the rainbow comes from the unicorn. It's from the backside. That's a whole other story. All right, I was picking on Facebook a little earlier. Uh, back to another episode of Jenkins and the Boss. Jenkins? Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, I need a little help with my Facebook account. I don't think I have enough personal information on it. Just remember, sir, if it happens on Facebook, it does not stay on Facebook. But what about all of those uh, personal messages I sent? Surely they were private? Sir, social media is not private. If you do anything on Facebook, you might as well be naked on your roof shouting with a megaphone. Well, no problem. My neighbors are kind of used to me doing that. What are you doing, sir? Are you starting a new account? I'm going to change my Facebook name to Benefits. Now when someone adds me on their Facebook, it'll say you are now friends with Benefits. Sir? I, I wonder what Facebook employees to do to waste their time at work. Sir? Well, crap. Someone just figured out my password. I'll have to rename my dog. Sir? see a single advantage to this except except what Jenkins well sir since all of our employees are wasting time on Facebook rather than being productive what if we made our office work feel more like social time on Facebook <gasps> then we can know everything about them without having to hire a private detective exactly besides that's how the government the police and criminals investigate these days they they just check out our accounts George or Orwell was an optimist. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, he was. See, Jenkins and the boss, a couple of my favorite characters. Again, I'm the voice of the boss. John from Gillette is the voice of Jenkins in this one. Now, we have a test, John and I. Whenever I write an episode and John and I produce an episode of Jenkins and the boss, 
We let his wife hear it. Dona, if she hates it, we know it's going to be a big hit. And I have the one that she hated the most to play for you. Beginning of next hour, 845. Wake up, Wyoming. Talk Radio's man has emerged to save Wyoming from boring morning radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Eight forty eight is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, it's okay, Frank. I got to be really careful here because I have not pre-read all of these. Okay. Well, no, 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 no. Okay, you, you read it now, and I'll just, I'll just hum along. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hum loud when I hit something objectionable. Mm-hmm. See, it started with this sign that I found. It said, "Do not cross this field unless you can do it in nine seconds, because the bull can do it in ten. Okay. Okay. That's pretty, you know, just don't go there. You're right. So I thought, okay, uh, let's take a look at other signs that you'll find on a farm. Warning, do not make the chickens angry. They can be real. Now, I can't read the next thing. That's that's where you got to be very careful (laughs) to read ahead. Warning, this property is protected by a highly trained cow, not responsible for injury or possible death. From the cow. Yeah. Okay, uh, Johnson's Farm. This property is a farm. Farms have animals. Animals make noise, can smell bad, cause flies, poop everywhere. If you cannot tolerate any of these, you may not like it here. Pretty much. Don't buy a house next to one of those, by the way. Unless you're a farmer or a rancher. Yeah. Please please be safe. Do not stand, sit, climb, or lean on fences. If you fall, animals could eat you, and you might make them sick. I wouldn't go to a ready fence, yeah. especially if it's electrified. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like this. Oh, I like this one. <clears throat> Safety tip. Warning. Stay away from my daughter. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Uh, baiting deer is is illegal. The corn pile is intended for squirrels, chipmunks, and other such animals. Any deer found eating this pile of corn will be shot. <laughs> See, now, those are some good signs that you'd have around the yeah, farm. Yeah, I, I like that one. High school volleyball at the 4A level from last night, and the Trotter knocked off number one Kelly Walsh in three straight, 25-13, 25-19, and 25-21, to win the traveling trophy for the first time since 2017. That was the first loss of the year for Kelly Walsh, and the Trotter made a big statement in this match as they got to 19-8 and on the year. The Phillies had lost to the Trojans 15 straight times. The regular season for volleyball will end with regionals next week. The state high school, the, the regular season for volleyball ends this week. Regionals next week and the state high school volleyball tournament in casper on november the third through the fifth in college football the wyoming cowboys will host the aggies of utah state on saturday night in larry the folks are coming off a bye week so you know if they play good on saturday then they can say you know what we're refreshed and recharged and that whole nine yards and then if they don't play good they can say well we were rusty from not playing in a while uw is four and three overall two and one in mountain west play utah state is two and one in the league playing three and four overall it's a big game for both teams as they uh, trail boise state in that division of the mountain west by a single game the cowboys are are favored by four and a half points. That's a seven and forty-five star from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In pro football, the Denver Broncos still trying to figure out who they are, what they are, and why they are. 
as they fell to 2-4 and four following a 19-16 overtime loss to the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday. The Bronco offense for the vast majority of this game was unwatchable. In the second half and overtime, quarterback Russell Wilson was 3 of 11 for 15 yards. And the Broncos are last in the NFL in scoring, and their play in the red zone really has been abysmal. Head coach Nathaniel Hackett knows that things have got to change and change soon. This is very disappointing. Uh, we need to have a lot more urgency across the board. Uh, starts with me as a coach, going to all the other coaches, and then to the players. Uh, players need to be, uh, you know, just more urgent. Uh, we, we had some opportunities there, and we got to execute at a higher level. We got to come up with some better place. Wilson suffered a hamstring injury in that game. We'll see if he plays this week against the New York Jets. In baseball, the New York Yankees advanced to the American League Championship Series with a 5-1 win over Cleveland. New York will play at Houston tonight in the next round. And the National League Championship Series started last night, with yesterday, with Philadelphia posting a 2-0 road win over San Diego. Game 2 will be this afternoon. That's it in sports. I like this sign here. Caution. This is Langwell Farm. It has hazards all over it. The operator cannot be identifying every one of these tens of thousands of hazards. As a result of this, we have a very good policy in place. It's called common sense. If you do not possess any common sense, do not enter. If you enter, you must use common sense whenever necessary. Yeah. Okay, that sign should just be everywhere. Everywhere you go, yeah, no matter what you do in life. Oh, here's one more over here. This property is protected by a highly trained attack chipmunk. Okay, well, that is, and they and they can bite you and, can, and yeah. hurt you and now this one, rabies. Who I, knows? I am going to send this to our dear prairie wife in heels. Okay, caution, free range children. Oh, <laughs> She's got plenty of those. Yeah. yeah All right. And, and they're free. Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, not for her. They're well, no, 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 no. They got She's got to pay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Then that one Jenkins and the boss bit that uh, John's wife, Dona, just hates, which is why it's such a big hit. Let's wake up, Wyoming. One thing I love about nine oh six of times. Wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject, that's fine by me. Oh, we definitely need to start off with a trigger warning. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, Torons, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. Just so you know, I'm not talking about all Daves everywhere. Most of the Daves who communicate with this program, whether over the Wake Up Wyoming app or over the phone, they're great people. Love to hear from them, just so you know. I mean, honestly, I, they're good people. It's just that one Dave. And that one Dave does not represent all Daves everywhere. Okay, 
So if you're a Dave, please do not call complaining that your feelings were hurt that we mentioned Dave in that disclaimer. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Dan is on the phone about electric cars. Hello, Dan. Hey, how you doing, Glenn? Good, sir. What you got? Hey, I just wanted to mention something. I had a funny experience with a couple of guys uh, last March. Pretty cool day out there in March, you know. Yeah. And they had rented an electric car in Boulder uh, coming to Casper for business. And uh, by the time they got to Cheyenne, they had to recharge again. They had to find a charging station, got it done. That took them close to an hour. Yeah. And then uh, they headed to Casper. Uh, no one told them that the heater also runs on electricity. Of course, drains the battery more. Yeah. So they uh, they ran short of juice, so they kept having to turn the heater off and the heat monster, and they were about froze to death by the time they got to Casper. Barely made it because batteries don't do well in cold weather. Right. And so they had to charge out east of town here at the uh, At Six Travel Plaza. Yeah. And uh, then they were concerned. They, they came here on business, got their business done, had to get an Uber to go to business. Yeah. And uh, arrived back. And then it was late afternoon, and they weren't going to make it back to the next charging station simply because they were going to have to use the heater and their lights. Oh, Lord. Okay. <laughs> Not to have around the winter time. I mean, yeah. stuff happens. Uh, everybody, that, I'm going to save your story because I want to write that up as an interesting story, what happens to people in electric vehicles in Wyoming. But everybody listening is really curious. Where are you and what the hell is happening behind you? Because that's really an interesting noise. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I'm going through a car war. Okay, that makes complete <laughs> sense. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to picture. I wait, thought wait. It was, it's either a car wash or there's a dump truck nearby dumping like manure. I couldn't decide which one. <laughs> I wanted to give you a little excitement. Yeah, today. certainly did. All right, Dan. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. That goes right along with the uh, story I read here last week about the people who tried to get across Wyoming in electric car and what took the, what should have been a two and a half hour drive from Casper to Cheyenne ended up taking fifteen hours. So I'm definitely saving that. All right. <clears throat> Great call, Dan. Thank you. I now um. It was a car wash. I was manure dumping <laughs> or a car wash. One or the other. I didn't know which one. All right. Now, I'd warned you about this. This is why I played the trigger warning. So when I record Jenkins and the Boss, I write the episode, call my friend John. He's up in Gillette. I am the voice of the boss. John is the voice of Jenkins. The idea behind Jenkins and the Boss is... The boss is a guy who's just from another generation, and he has no idea how modern world it works. He just doesn't get it. His assistant is a much younger man who understands what's going on, though not necessarily agrees with it, and is doing all he can to keep his boss out of trouble as the old guy tries to navigate modern society in the modern business world. That's what makes it funny. So... 
when when we write an ep- when I write an episode and John and I record it, we then let his wife Dona hear it. The more she hates it, the bigger hit the episode will be. What I'm about to play for you is the one that she hated the most, and she yelled at us every time I played it on air, which is why it's the most popular Jenkins and the Boss episode ever. Sir, I was just in the bathroom, and Jenkins, I've decided to take this workplace paperless. Paperless, sir? Uh, Yes, I think we're behind the times on this. Well, yes, sir, but... We're going green. Got to save the planet, you know. Yes, sir. And besides, with today's technology, using paper just slows everything down. Yes, sir, but... Why spend money on ink and paper, expensive copy machines, and everything can be done with the click of a mouse? Yes, sir, but I... But what, Jenkins? Sir, there's, there's no toilet paper in the bathroom. Right. Well, d- don't worry. There's an app for an that. An app, sir? No, come on now, Jenkins. Get with the times. An app uh, for your phone. See, just touch the toilet paper app on my phone and... On your phone, sir? But... Well, you certainly can't use your iPad. I mean, that's a little big, don't you think? Especially, uh, well, not so big for Mural down in accounting. <laughs> Have you seen her big keister? I bet she no, sir, I try not to look at her. I can't, uh, can't use your laptop. With the flip screen, that's just too big and awkward. And forget the desktop tower. Can't go dragging that down the hall now, can you? No, sir, no, sir. So the iPhone, it has to sir, be. Sir, I'm not so sure. Uh, well, what do you of course, s- for a little bud like yours, Jenkins, better get a Razor phone. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, sir, if you'll excuse me, I need to go back to the bathroom and finish what I started. Can you do that? Oh, and, and Jenkins. Yes, sir? Uh, while you're heading that way, uh, find out who's been picking leaves off of the plant down there. There's only Two left. Two left. Ah, that should just about do it. Uh, do what, Jenkins? Not important, sir. I'll get right on it. This public service announcement is just a reminder that going green has consequences. If I manage to make it through this week, I would like my straight jacket to be black leather and my helmet to sparkle. Thank you. A soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Nine nineteen, oh, nine twenty is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. Like the last caller did. Doesn't matter what I'm talking about. Change the subject if you want, 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Our friend Drew, he is the dish jockey just down the hallway from me here. He writes an article. How much do you know about Wyoming's amazing coal mining industry? If you go to YouTube, Post 10, it'll take you a drive through Wyoming's coal country. Now, Post 10 is a YouTube page, or channel, if you will, that has everything that coal miners really do, including things like clearing drain pipes under the road you know all the glamorous stuff the host is david e oh sorry another dave miss mary after i get off work remind me if you would please to record that dave disclaimer so i can just go ahead and add it and play it to our regular disclaimer because we have a lot of daves out there now you know and uh that one dave is making the rest of them look bad i want to make sure we don't do that by looking through his numerous videos, the story says pretty wide variety of topics. The fact that he covers 635,000 subscribers, people find the videos uh, pretty interesting. 
the almost 19-minute video he has on coal mining in Wyoming is really cool to watch, says Drew. It's also clear to hear excited how excited David is about his experience. If you don't know, there is a lot uh, look a lot of lookout areas around Wyoming coal mines in Gillette, and that I do know. If you go to Wyoming coal mines in Gillette, Wyoming, around Campbell County, they have areas where you can stand there and look out and watch the mining process. First video, really long coal chain and located old Wyoming coal and transported down the line. And then he works from there. So he's got the big Tonka toys, the big trucks. I mean, it's a really interesting page. In fact, I think I might get a hold of this gentleman and see if I can get him on the program because that'd be an interesting interview to have. And he's got a good number of, of subscribers. But he's not supposed to be making that kind of a success out of this because it's coal. <gasps> You know, that stuff that is guaranteed to keep you nice and toasty warm in the coldest of winters, which we have coming our way real soon here? Yeah, it's not going to fail us like wind and solar will at the most important times. That that cold, that stuff there, yeah, that black gold. All right. Then there comes this story. Are you overweight? I don't, don't look at your radio. I'm not accusing you of anything. Just be honest here. Are you overweight? Don't worry, it's not your fault. It's pollution. Pollution is making you fat. Zen Wang, you can go ahead and make fun of his name. That's his name, Zen Wang. Epidemiologist, research investigator, University of Michigan, has discovered the real reason Americans are fat. It's air pollution. Is he back in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s when Americans were thinner? He says, there was no air pollution to make us fat. Then the Clean Air Act was passed and the EPA started cracking down. It looks like uh, all the weight we gain might actually be from the air. I see. So there's calories in the air, is there? Well, hang on a minute now. Hang on. Is it because, now, first off, there's not more pollution in the air. We have actually reduced pollution quite a bit. So that would not be the case. So you can't really blame air pollution for that. Maybe it's EPA regulations that make us fat. How about that? Maybe it's because we're just not as active as we used to be. Because back before the 1950s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, in order for us to survive, we had to be very physically active. We didn't, like my job here, I sit on my butt all day and flap my gums. A lot of you people have jobs where you just sit all day, so you know you have a weight problem. But who am I? This guy's a researcher at a major university. So he must be right, right? The new study suggests that long-term air pollution exposes us to, um, well, you women out there. It says right here, women gaining weight. Blame air pollution. <laughs> yes, ladies. Particularly ladies in their late 40s and 50s, according to the report. He observed women were exposed to poor air quality, specifically higher levels of fine particles, such as nitrogen dioxide and ozone, seen in increasing their body size, according to this report. The lead investigator, University of Michigan, said, by the way, 
His name is Xin Wang. You make up your own jokes on that. The exposure of air pollution was tied to higher body fat proportions and lower lean mass for middle-aged women. He noted body fat increased by 4.5% or about 2.6 pounds. The data comes from 1,654 people of all sorts of different ethnicities whose median age was 50 years old, and they have been tracked for a number of years. You think maybe they're also heavier because they got older. I was watching just a little while ago. I was at an event where there were whole families out there, right? The adults, those of us adults, were sitting around talking and all of us had a few extra pounds. That's what we were doing, though. We all immediately found the chairs and sat down and talked. The little kids, on the other hand, zoom, 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 all over the place. Couldn't sit still. Full of energy. We used to all have that kind of energy. We don't anymore. The kids, though, they're loaded with that kind of energy. Who's thinner? You think it might be that because when we get older, our metabolism slows down and we don't move as much? No, 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 no. Garbage. No, it's air pollution. Air has calories. You're inhaling calories. So uh, this, according, and I'm reading from the story here, this is what we call in the writing biz, complete bunk, also junk science. The author says, how do I know it's junk other than the obvious? Because if weight gain was a cause of air pollution, we shouldn't be so much fatter than people who lived a few decades ago when we have much less done to increase air quality. In fact, air quality in America now is better than it was in the 50s and 60s. Here in America, we've done so much to make... When you take a look, here's an example. I mentioned the coal mines in Gillette, and there's also Glen Rock and Rock Springs, and you know the coal mines around Wheatland, the coal mines around the state. Look at what's coming out of those stacks. Yeah, that's primarily steam. Now, there was a time when we used to take the coal and throw it straight in there and just burn it, and black soot would come out. We don't do that anymore. We capture all of that soot and use it for all sorts of different things. That's steam coming out of there. So not just our power plants, but our vehicles as well. The emissions out of our tailpipes of our vehicles are much cleaner. We used to have lead in there for Pete's sakes, much cleaner than they used to be. So we actually have cleaner air now than we did back in the 19... Oh, by the way, for those who remember the 1940s and 50s, for women, the full-figured gal was a thing. Yeah, women who had more meat on their bones was the thing. And then this guy shows pictures of um, people today. And yes, we are heavier today. But again, I mentioned all the reasons why. Now, I'm saving that story. Rianne from Fort Danger. Oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> don't uh, Doesn't a poor diet or lack of exercise or having kids or lots of booze and drinking have something to do? Yes. Yeah, more than anything, Americans have just, we, we just, we're sedentary. We eat a lot of junk, we snack all day, and we're sedentary. That's why. It's not calories floating around the air, although I'm sure some of you were overweight. 
would like to blame that. And you can go right ahead if that's what you want to do. There's a study. It's on the Internet. So it must be true. Right? Coming up on 9.30. Local news. Weather forecast. More open phones. Wake up, one. Never boring. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Nine thirty-six. the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, 888-97-WOODS, the phone number. So, okay, first, uh, Blue Eyes and Douglas. Talking about that idiotic study. Yeah, we're fat because, you know, pollution in the air. There's actually less pollution in the air in America, not more. Oh, and by the way, you want to see pollution. China, dear Lord, India, you want to talk pollution. And yet those people are primarily thin. So maybe lack of air pollution causes people to get fat. You think maybe that's the case? But Blue Eyes and Douglas says maybe it's because we're pigs and 90% of people who have have to have a plate that is 3,500 calories in one sitting. Maybe that's one reason. Oink, oink. Yeah, well, we sit all day, we snack all day, and we eat massive portions when we do have a meal. There's why. Now, I wrote a book called The Uncomplicated Life. And when I got to the point about living a healthy life, I pointed out that we have... Uh, all sorts of books and magazines and television shows and late-night infomercial commercials and so on. All this stuff about how to lose weight. Here's all you need to know. Eat less. Move more. Yeah. If you're not eating constantly, especially snacking all day, if you reduce your portion size, make sure it's good food, not junk. Eat less. And then you're more physically active. You just move more than because so like me so much of what i do is just sitting so i have to make sure i get some exercise eat less move more you lose weight that's all there is to it jim is in fort myers florida now so where i grew up those islands santa Bala, captive islands were slammed by hurricane ian and those those islands about three miles off the coast uh, jim says good morning glenn they just got the santa Bala causeway open yeah i've been watching that we have an amazing governor. Well, I watched, Jim, the Army Corps of Engineers. That causeway is three miles long and was devastated. Give them about three weeks. It's up and running. Thank you, Army Corps of Engineers. Absolutely amazing. Another side story, since I'm going through several things, on that ridiculously large television that they put in my studio, the First Lady of the United States is out there on the campaign trail. I've been meaning to get to this, but I have so many other topics I've had to get to. So here we are just weeks away from a general election. And it's not the president that's out there giving speeches and stumping for fellow Democrats. They're not letting him out. It's the first lady. Why would you think, you know why, 
don't let the president go out there and talk to the public. Not if you want someone to win. And he looks really bad. He is just falling apart. So they send the first lady out instead. She's on the campaign trail instead. We all know what's going on here. We really do. We all know what's going on. All right, last story up for you. So I was. we were talking about ESG, which is basically a score for businesses who want to, well, what is your environmental score and your social score? Do you say the right things when it comes to the right issues? That will decide whether you're going to get any kind of financial help from banks and so on, right? Headline, your social credit score is being beta tested in China. China's social credit system is getting cheaper by the day. Not that this is surprising given how creepy the idea is itself. The idea of the system is pretty simple. Modernize and update the means by which a totalitarian society can monitor influence and punish citizens and businesses to ensure conformity. Earlier in the century, China finally began implementation of a credit monitoring system similar to some found now in the West. They're initially uh, way behind the West in keeping track of basic financial information, but they connect that with your social credit score. Some genius in China liked the idea so much they proposed expanding the system so it related to financial matters. So in other words, if you can score people based on their financial performance, what else can you keep track of for their score? What do they do socially? What do they think? What kind of activities do they engage in? What kind of car do they drive? What kind of industry are they in? What kind of job do they have? What is their effect on climate change? A province in northern China developed an app to ensure users that they are within 500 meter radius of someone in debts and social media says. It's called a map deadbeat uh, debtors China state-run newspaper said. It hopes citizens... It will help them to monitor so-called debtors as well, social credit score debtors. The, the story's pretty involved about how China's doing this, but it shows a good illustration about the social credit score system. Again, you have to be going to the right places, seen in the right places, saying the right things, holding the right kind of job. Watch your carbon footprint. Based on that, that says what your actual credit score will be. I mean, really, whether you use credit or not, whether you can get a job or keep it. If you're a business, you probably use borrowing as a business. A lot of businesses do. Will you be able to? Some people want to implement that here in America and are trying to do so right now. We'll get more into it later on in this week. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Start your day with Glenn Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Nine forty-eight is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Frank Gambino joining me with sports over here. So, these guys are making national news now. The two college students that picked a fight with a grizzly bear. Right, and do you, do you see the picture of the the, yeah. the guy on the on the right? Cummings is from Evanston, Wyoming. Right. Take a look at that, his picture and oh, see yeah, and no, see that and, face is just yeah. scarred up. And that's the kind of damage bears can do. Yeah. He took the brunt of it and saved his pal. 
So, okay, hang on now. Okay, I thought the guy with all the bites all over his face was the one that was being mauled. He went in to save his okay. teammates. So the other guy and, and standing... Then, and then ended up getting mauled. The, okay, so the other one standing next to him that just has the arm brace on, which is probably all mauled up too, was the guy who was getting mauled. He w- yeah, he was. I think he he encountered the bear first. Okay, so now they're in, at least they're both sitting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them's in a the hospital bed; the other one's actually standing. And when I take a look at the story, which is on the Wake Up Wyoming website right now, these guys I'm watching their picture appear all over the place in news media, which is not surprising. But mm-hmm. it's not just a Wyoming story anymore. These yeah. guys are like everywhere. They've had pictures. Uh, I think like. Like game and fish officers were in yeah. the in the hospital room and stuff like that. It's a they're lucky to be alive. Yeah. What finally scared off the bear, or did the bear get bored? I don't know. He was, seemed to be winning that battle. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, unless he unless he just got tired of it, you know, and or this and they're wrestlers, so I mean, yeah. they they got to use some kind of you know they use some kind of skills that yep. they've had, and they're just tough guys. Well, this is where I was asking you yesterday, and I really want to know. So if you're wrestlers, high school wrestlers, you were saying? Uh, Junior, college college wrestlers. College wrestlers, okay. So that's pretty good if you're a college wrestler. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you got a bear. What kind of bear? Black bear? Grizzly bear? Okay. Bigger bigger than that guy. Bigger than that. Okay. (laughs) So here's a big bear, and here's a wrestler from college. You got to think he's trying some kind of wrestling moves on the bear. That's, I, I think they will come naturally for him. Yeah, it would just that's where you would go to if you learn some other kind of style, martial arts, whatever it might be. You might be tempted to use that. Mm-hmm. All right, none of them had bears. Well, they had bears. Yeah, there were actually four of them. Yeah, so, you know, two others were. You know, they all had bears. But it happened so fast. Yeah, they couldn't do anything. You know, okay. Kid, kid's lucky to be alive. Both of them. I yeah. Mean, okay. Now I hope that the young man who's who's a good-looking young man, but he's got a lot of facial scars now, mm-hmm. that they can do some good reconstruction on him, so he can go back to being a good-looking young man. Again. And in wrestling, everyone will fear him. Uh, well, yeah, he took on a bear and won. Yeah. There you go. All right, in high school volleyball from last night. Natrona knocked off number one Kelly Walsh in three straight, 25-13, 25-19, and 25-21 to win the traveling trophy for the first time since 2017. That was the first loss of the year for Kelly Walsh. Natrona made a big statement in this match as they got to 18-8 and on the year. The Phillies lost to the Trojans 15 straight times prior to last night. The regular season for volleyball will end this week with regionals next week. The state high school volleyball tournament will be in Casper November the 3rd through the 5th. In high school football, our latest Wild Preps Poll is out in 4A. Uh, Sheridan is still number one, followed by Cheyenne East and Natrona Cheyenne Central and Thunder Basin. In 3A, Cody's still number one, followed by Star Valley, Douglas, Buffalo, and Lander. In 2A, Lovell remains number one, Bighorn two, Lyman three, Tongue River four, and Cokeville five. In 1A, Nyman, Pine Bluffs remains number one, followed by Shoshone, Wind River, Big Piney, and Southeast. Little Snake River still number one in the 1A six-man ranks with Dubois second, Burlington third, and Campman fourth, and KC fifth. Wyoming Cowboys, well, they were host Utah State in college football on Saturday night in Laramie. The folks are coming off a bye week, so if they play good on Saturday, they can say they're recharged and refreshed. And if they don't play good on Saturday, they can say they were rusty for not playing for a while. UW is 4-3 and three overall, 2-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play. Utah State is 2-1 and one in league play and 3-4 and four overall. Both teams trail Boise State by one game in that division there. The Cowboys are favored by 4.5 points. That's a 7.45 star from War Memorial Stadium. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KOWB in Laramie. In pro football, the Denver Broncos 
searching for answers. They are 2-4 and four after that 19-16 overtime loss to the Los Angeles Chargers back on Monday. Once again, the Bronco offense was practically unwatchable in the second half as quarterback Russell Wilson was 3-11 of 11 for 15 yards in three quarters and the overtime. The Broncos are last in the NFL in scoring and their play in the red zone is absolutely abysmal. Wilson suffered a hamstring injury and we'll see if he plays this week against the New York Jets. In baseball, the New York Yankees advanced to the American League Championship Series with a 5-1 win over Cleveland, winning that series in five games. New York will play at Houston tonight in Game 1 of that series. The National League Championship Series started last night. Philadelphia posting a 2-0 Rogan over San Diego and Game 2 will be this afternoon in Southern California. That's it in sports. Jim and Casper sends me a note. Frank is wrong. He didn't say why. Just so you know you're wrong. Of course I'm wrong. Yeah, okay. Uh, real quick, we have the uh, UW game that's Friday, what time? Saturday at Saturday. 7.45. 7.45 is yeah. when it's going to be. Yeah. It's per- precise. Why the 45? Why not just do it at 7? TV. Like TV, 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 TV. Com- what Fox Sports to, 2. What's, Fox Sports whatever 2. happened to starting the show like right at the top of the hour? I, you know... They have news or something like that. Commercials know. they got to play. Sometimes the starting times are two minutes okay. after the hour, technically. No, I know why. It's because all the commentators have to sit there and flap their gums for forty-five minutes <laughs> before you can start the show. Right. That's probably why. All right. And and, and so commercial advertising. I, okay, that is forty-five. Whatever happened to right at the top of the hour, like when we were kids, Frank? Forget about all it. Right, it's wake up, wow. I love 